A warm welcome today. I'm going to really bring forth discussion about healthy boundaries in Christ and the need of an inner circle. Christ had an inner circle. He had his disciples. He had his Martha and Mary, his mom, murdering women. He loved all people and he helped all people and really broke all the barriers. He helped the lepers, the helped women. And in the same time, he had an inner circle. And I want to bring home why I'm bringing this topic. I'm so passionate about this because I do believe that as Christian women, especially if you're a professional Christian woman, we might have lots of interactions. We have lots of interactions as well in church, but we also need a group of people that we can connect, that we can share in such a way that we can be uplifted. We can also be ourselves. We can share about our inner experiences. And that's what I'm doing in, in building a Christian women community with group life coaching, but also with lots of trainings. I do monthly courses. So I want to share about that and the fact that I do have a few options for scholarships. So if you might be knowing about this and you've been thinking, should I join this group life coaching with Dr. Ioana or not? And you've been thinking about it, I do have scholarship available. And maybe you're the first time you're hearing that I'm doing this. So I'm really passionate because I love the one-to-one I have one-to-one life coaching and spiritual care as well. And if you're interested, just reach out to me because it's a really unique program and really very powerful. And in the same time, I love the power of group transformation. So if you're longing for a Christian community where you can grow and share safely, then reach out to me, connect at Team for the Soul, C-O-N-N-E-C-T at teamforthesoul.com. And I want to give you today as a gift, a glimpse of an exercise that I'm doing in the group life coaching. So we meet twice a month and has a very robust curriculum, as I mentioned, that is not time consuming. You can do it on the go. Every month there is a short content that's available, but we do meet twice a month. And in that time, I provide direct group life coaching. And we also break into small groups so you get to know the community. And I'm well known for creating very safe group experiences. I've been doing this for many, many years, and I'm used to creating really unique containers and very powerful transformation in a safe way. So I'm really excited to bring this forth also for Christian women, because I feel like we need our inner circle. We need our group where we can just be ourselves and in the same time grow in Christ. So I will share this experience today. I will encourage you, you might listen to this as we go along, but I encourage you to come back to it with paper and pencil and really think through it because it's going to be take a few steps. And then you will get some inspiration to move forward around healthy boundaries about what to do when you go about your day. So this glimpse of an exercise, if you practice it every day, it will really support you in your belief about yourself and your belief about God as you grow as a Christian woman. And if you know me, welcome back. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Ioana Popa from Team for the Soul. I love life coaching and spiritual care. 
And I use all my professional experience for many decades in really building the Church of Christ, building mirror-bearing women, building the Martha and the Mary of our days in such a way that we can get inspired and continue to serve others with joy, with energy and patience, and just agape love in ways that are healthy, preserving those healthy boundaries. So with that, let's dive in. So in working with many Christians in various developmental stages, right from all the way from middle school, all the way to eight years old and anything else in between, I've noticed that for Christians, there is a mistake that we're doing, and I'm guilty of it, which led me to burnout and leads many people to burnout and sometimes to problems discerning what to do around healthy boundaries. Like, how do we understand that? And I have many, many clients come to me and students asking me, well, how do I deal with this? Am I supposed to, as a Christian, to just be loving to everyone and just give, 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 give? And there's truth to that, but I want to mention Christ as our model. He had connection with God, our soul, in our sanctuary. And in the same time, he loved everyone and healed everyone and performed miracles and broke barriers of the time, including touching the lepers and the women that were menstruating and in so many situations, you know, healing on Sabbath. So He really broke our three-dimensional mind kind of imposed rules to say, no, 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 there's God is everywhere, filling all things. And I'm touching everyone. I'm healing everyone. And in the same time, he had an inner circle that supported him, that he taught, that he hang out with, so to speak. And it's okay to have that. So the barriers, the boundaries are not so much about Should I give agape love or not to all people? Yes, we're supposed to be compassionate and bring agape love to all people. And in the same time, we can have distances, right? Some people are in our inner circle and some people are not. And some people, sometimes we have to live with them and they're not really uplifting for us. And But there's a way to even work through our boundaries internally on an emotional level, on a thought level just because someone is in our proximity on a physical plane, that doesn't mean we have to take in all of that. And I unpack this extensively in my program, especially in the Renewal in Action, which is part of the group coaching as well. And all my program, it's very foundational. And in the same time with some people, sometimes we do need a physical distance. So Christ, for example, interacted with some people and he healed and performed miracles. And then he retreated with his inner circle or by himself with God. So that's the kind of model we want to have. And with that, I want to bring this idea that at the core, at our soul, we have access to our inner sanctuary. And that's where we commune with God. And that inner sanctuary needs to be nurtured, not because it's going away, it's not going anyway, but because our minds, our emotions, our body sensations are pulling us in all sorts of directions. And we forget, we forget, we need the memory of God all the time and the memory of the inner sanctuary until we get that on a subconscious level. So not just our brain has to always remember, oh God, God, 
I have to remember that. Initially, it takes a bit of work. The goal is to train our subconscious. So it's going to happen automatically. The same way when we drive right now, we don't think about driving. We might pay attention to the road. Sometimes we don't even pay attention to the road and get the wrong exit to our house when we actually want to go to the grocery store. So the power of subconscious is amazing. And many times we think like we need to fight it. We don't need to fight it. We want to befriend it. We want to train it. We want to sanctify it because it can be very, very helpful. God created us in amazing ways and we have a lot of potential inside. So with this exercise today would help us like Christ to have that inner sanctuary. So we're talking about the inner sanctuary inside how to nurture that, which actually will help us in healthy interactions with other people. So we can have that healthy boundaries with us while trusting ourselves and are trusting also our inner circle. Now, your inner circle might be family members that you trust and are uplifting for you. They might be friends. They might be church community members. They might be your counselor or your coach or your doctor or your therapist mentor, right? Create your inner circle. And if you are from the Eastern Christian tradition, you might have your saints that are really supporting you. Those are in your inner circle. You might have angels as well. And with my exercise, I'm going to go directly to the root and help you to nurture this inner sanctuary right today, just for a few minutes and then practice it every day. So here is the practice. And you can listen to this first time. Now, don't try to do it while you're driving or operating machineries, but kind of register on a conscious level what are the steps and then come back and just do it. Take paper and pencil at the beginning just so you can have clarity, right? So ready for this nurturing of the inner sanctuary that will help you in healthy boundaries like Christ. Christ was in communion with God at all times. That was his first layer of the boundaries. I'll give you the practice that is at the root. Connect and stay in God to nurture your inner sanctuary, which will allow you to listen and hear God's voice and will help you around healthy boundaries. All right, so if you're ready, I'm going to start. So the exercise is fairly simple, but it's very powerful. Okay, you're going to ask two questions of yourself. And they have to do with what you believe. And as I mentioned again in other videos, I'm going to mention it again. Beliefs are not the truth. God exists or not is beyond my belief. Like it's just an ultimate reality. If I believe that the earth is round or flat, it's okay, whatever. (laughs) This was a dilemma for a while ago, right? Centuries ago. But my point is that the reality already exists. God already exists. But there are beliefs that are helpful and their beliefs that are not helpful. So whenever we're pulled down, whenever we feel ashamed, whenever we feel closed in, whenever we feel small or with fear, we know that those beliefs are not from God. Because God consistently said in the Bible, do not fear. Do not fear. Archangel encounter Mary said, do not fear. Right When he gave the, the big news about being the mother of God shortly, So the idea is that our beliefs are very powerful and we know when we are in God's beliefs by the way they impact us, by the state of being, by our physiological state of being. If we're peaceful, if we're grounded, if we're feeling God's love and we're loving, we know we're in God's 
will and in God's energies and in God's state of being. Here are the two questions that I want you to write down and ponder on. Question number one, and you can pause me, by the way. If you're a question, if already you have thoughts flowing, just write them down. Question number one, what do I believe about God? Like, don't overthink this. Don't go into theological exposition here. Fundamentally, what do I believe about God? Things like God loves me. God is omnipotent. God is also a mystery. It's infinite. We cannot grasp it. It's ungraspable. But we can know more and more about God. Unconditional love, agape love. When we get twisted in our brain, think of Christ. All the interaction. If you look through the Bible just to see Christ's interactions, you'll always be shocked by how kind he was. He never imposed anything. He just asked, what do you want? What do you need? And then listen. He listened. And he helped. He healed. He performed miracles. So that's a wonderful example of God being love, unconditional love, agape love. And he also said, we don't give stones to our children. How much more God will give warm bread? I'm paraphrasing here. So write down, pause me. What do you believe? Just give you some examples of helpful beliefs. But what do you believe? Just pause me and write down. When you're ready, if not, let it flow and come back later. Second question. What do I believe about how God sees me? What is God's belief about me? Now, this might sound twisted, like, okay, Dr. Ivana, God doesn't text us. How do I know about God? I don't know. Well, think about it. Again, think of Christ's interactions with many, many people in the Bible. And just when you have time to reflect, either pause me now if you're not driving or operating machineries or come later. And just ask the question, what does God believe about me? And when you get, if you get really stuck, think about where 8 billion people is in this world. He created us in exuberant ways, in perfect ways. We have so many amazing qualities from God. Why would he do that? So think about that. If you get really stuck, just think about you. How do you see other people that you love and appreciate? And if we as imperfect human beings, we can really have high regard for other people. How do you see your friend? And just juxtapose that and think, well, how does God see me? I cannot be the worst human being on this earth. Really, that's a twisted sense of pride, if you ask me. Been there, done that, right? Like, oh, I'm the worst. Like, really? Are we really the worst in this world? Really? No, we're not. Eight billion people in this world. And we're not comparing or judging. But just ask the question and pause me and then allow your wisdom to give you an answer to what does God believe about me? And if you get stuck again, just go back to the Bible. What did God believe about the Samaritan woman? What did Christ believe about the lepers? What did God believe about the paralytics? What did God believe about the adulterous woman? What did God believe about the soldier who asked for help? What did God believe about the epileptic? So think about that and just really get a larger perspective and see yourself from the larger perspective, okay? All right, if you're back online, I'm assuming that you're continuing with this till the end or you actually answer the questions. But here's the exercise with these two answers. What do I believe about God and what do I 
believe that God believes about me, you'll know them by the fruit. If they built you up, sure, we make mistakes. Sure, we need correction, but God doesn't do it with a hammer on our head. We wouldn't do that to our kids either. If one of my kids is making a mistake, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to lovingly correct them. So trust that and really see God loving you, sense God loving you. So with those two questions, you've got some answers. What I encourage you to do, refine them, but really remind yourself every morning. Ask those two questions. And if you have written something beautiful that really makes you get into that state of peace, the eye of the storm, that peace that surpasses all understanding, just read it every day and just allow that to nourish you. And when you do that, you'll hear more and more God's voice. Feel like you are in the inner circle of God. Feel like you have a choice to be in the inner circle. When Christ asks his disciples to be, and he made the invitation, but they said, yes, we are saying yes to God. He's making the invitation and we are saying yes to God. And that is nourishing and is going to help you because as you go through the day and you'll encounter all sorts of situations where you need to set healthy boundaries, God will help you to discern that as you nourish the inner sanctuary. So, With that, I hope you have a blessed day, and I'm really hoping to see you inside the community. Taste and see. Just email me, connect at Team for the Soul, C-O-N-N-E-C-T at Team for the Soul, or set up a free consult with me to see if this is a great fit. And I'll tell you if this is a great fit or not, because I do have a few scholarships available. So I want you to take advantage of that if that's your God's calling. So pray about it and see if resonates and just reach out to me. And until next time, I will say goodbye and I'll end with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for your love and compassion and the way you're constantly supporting us. And may you bless all Christian women and everyone in this world. And may you continue to build her from inside out and strengthen her as she's strengthening the inner sanctuary and developing the sense of healthy boundaries, that it's okay to have preferences, that we can love others, but there are degrees of distance and physical or emotional or on a thought level. And may you continue to bless all of us and continue to build the Church of Christ in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And until next time, goodbye and send you with many, many blessings. Mm